All right, welcome to episode three, um, or maybe four, but the third one released of Nick yeah, and Jeff Try I Their think, Best. I think that's right. Our cannon's already all messed up. We lost up. track already. I am your co-pilot, Nick. I am your co-pilot, Jeff. This is a podcast where we come <laughs> up with bad podcast ideas, and then we uh, make them open source for you to use. And you can tweet us your podcast ideas at NJ Try Their Best on Twitter. Uh, Jeff, do you want to lead with a podcast? Yeah. Let's just get in. It's been a while, so it's let's just while. get into it. It's been a really long week since our last episode came out. Time is relative. <laughs> yeah. So I'll hop into one I came up with about an hour ago. And it, it's a prank podcast. And it's a little intricate. It'll take a lot of money. But... We convince history experts that they uh, traveled back in time about two years before their specialty begins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, walk me through this. Okay, so uh, so think of it kind of... You've got a guy, and he's an expert on like France's role in World War II. Like, that's his okay. whole thing. He's, an, he's a known expert. We put a bunch of money in, that, in their renting... A space, hiring actors, and just building up this kind of bubble where that we make into France two years before World War II starts. Okay, so the thing that you're hoping will happen is... I want to see, specifically with World War II, how does he try and stop it? Do you think he does try and stop? It? Is that what you want? To, like you want them know. to create the best possible outcome? Like not, what? What directions would you give them going into it? None. They wouldn't know. They would. Oh. They would maybe be. Maybe they're in some weird like. So this is a Truman Show experience. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Right. It's a Truman Show kind of deal where we've tricked someone into believing that they've gone back in time. Whether it's, you know, we get them while they're asleep, or we trick them. We, there's some trickery involved. And then they, a person in 2019, are back in France, 1935 or whatever. How long do you... Until they figure it out? Maybe that's all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just think it would say a lot about somebody. Yeah. You know, what they choose to do. That's true. It'd be a good thing for their resume for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So World War II would be fun... Um, what else happened in history? I don't know. Oh, really dinosaurs pay, would be a wild one to do. Much for it. Oh, yeah. I would definitely get a pet dinosaur. Oh, yeah. But, like, if you get somebody who's a like an expert in the Mesozoic era, let's get some of them Spielberg uh, animatronics going. <laughs> They'll never tell. <laughs> Drug them and leave them in the woods and just <laughs> let them loose. Just see what happens? Yeah. Yeah. They'd probably just, like, look at, like, plants and stuff. Yeah, They're probably, probably just psyched on dinosaur plants yeah hmm i wonder how long it would take somebody to actually figure out that they got just tricked and then how long until we got sued oh yeah probably first episode we'd we'd have a pretty good pilot yeah it'd be a cult classic oh yeah absolutely (laughs) one of the uh pretty niche podcasts that would be specifically for uh, me, audience of one, mm-hmm. would be a podcast on graphs. Graphs. So it would walk you through different types of 
graphs, different ways you can graph things. And the community that would contribute to that are like people in data visualization or specialized in Tableau or... Okay. Last weekend, my friend showed me a TED Talk where the person turns the repetition in pop songs and the timeline of the pop song into a graph of every word that is used and then when it is used over time. Oh, boy. So there's some pretty wild graphs that I don't know how people come up with. Okay. Pretty sweet. What's, what is something you would want to see graphed that you haven't seen graphed? Um, okay, that's a good question. I want to see graphed the expressions people make when they take a bite of new food for the first time. <laughs> I like that one. So I guess you could do like emotion expressed mm-hmm. and then you could put it over food experienced. Yeah. You'd get a lot of, huh. That'd be a pretty popular one. Or if you could, if you could quantify the expression based on facial features, <laughs> like what they do with their mouth and what they do with their eyes and like the motion, the head motion they do. Okay. Those are the three big ones yeah. that I think happen. Those are, that's the truth of a person right there, I think is in their head movement when they eat a new food. You want me to snag one from the Twitter? Yeah. I know we have a backlog from, uh gauge that we i'm do. excited to hear we do it closed accidentally so. if you want to send us your podcast ideas you can do it at nj try their best on twitter and you should do it twitter.com if you haven't been there before <laughs> okay this one is from sad folk songs it's the elementary announcement showdown a seasonal documentary among different groups of primary school students trying to make the best school announcements news team they can while covering current news around the school. I kind of messed up reading that. So this is like a game show competition style podcast where you're putting together a yeah, team like, of announcers for the school? I think so. I we didn't have that in school we went to, so to me, that's just a thing that happens on Disney Channel. Yeah, is that actually a real thing? Or I don't there's... know. Man, I bet it is somewhere. Yeah, probably. I bet it is. Because our school announcements were just like somebody on at a desk saying what lunch was. Did we have kids doing it? Uh, we did in high school and, and junior high. I don't know about that young. Why does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about how weird that is. It was basically like a little news show, but nothing was going on. Like it was. Okay, who who would you want on your team? Who would? Oh boy. Give you have to give me a uh, uh, like a like a team profile. So give me the name, okay, and then give me the traits that, that person has, and then give me what they're wearing. Okay, is this extant people, or are they made up? Made up people. Okay, made up people. This is your ideal team. Okay, so first I would have Bonnie McClyde, and she specializes in the events of the day. Um, So she is giving you your 
you know, this is your assemblies, this is all that kind of stuff. And she, um, gosh, which Bonnie McClyde wear? Probably like a turtleneck, I bet, most days. She's got kind of a no-nonsense okay. shoe choice. What's she like? Outside of the job? She's a delight, but she's quiet. She hangs back. She's more of an observer. She likes sketches. Got it. So, so she has a nice, a nice announcer voice. Oh, yes. Okay. She's got a voice like Silk. <laughs> how, how old is Bonnie? Uh, well, see, what she's grade? in middle school, so... What? What grade? Probably like sixth grade. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's in about sixth grade. She's young, but not too young for her job, you know? Uh, but then, on the other hand, you do have Rodney Chamberson, and he does the weather. Doesn't even look it up. Just mix it up <laughs> right on the fly. And he... And it's always right. Yeah. It's always right, because Rodney just looks outside. <laughs> That's all he does. He can't be wrong, because it's real-time weather. Nobody's looking at this for their commute. Rodney wears a little kid's suit to school, though. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Like, he's one of those. And he kind of, like, knows a little bit of magic. Yes, he absolutely combs over his hair. And his suits are all, like, they look like they're in, the like, early 1950s. (laughs) Like, they're all... Big shoulder pads. Yeah, big shoulder pads, big, loud tie colors. I would pick... My first pick would be Timmy. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have a last name. Oh, shit. Timmy is actually not in middle school. He's in the <laughs> he's in the second grade. Okay, and uh, he doesn't really have any strengths other than his charm. Okay, he uh, is he he just lost some teeth and he's getting some new teeth in, so he has a bit of a speech impediment. Okay, yeah, and. It's hard to understand him, especially on the microphone, and he forgets what he's reading all the time because he can't read very well. But the main thing he's remembered for is the time that he threw up <laughs> on the announcements. <laughs> okay, I I get him. I get Tommy. And Timmy, thank Timmy, you. Timmy. Sorry, I get Timmy. I think everybody knows the Timmy, right? They're kind of famous for throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we all know one of those. Yeah. And maybe it's not literal throw up, but most of the time. So those would be our teams. Yeah. How, what would the competition be like? I'm imagining like game show, like we, we create these teams and they get challenges and then they have to, the whole episode is them preparing it. And then at the end they deliver and then there are celebrity judges. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like us, like... At but it's school. just the school secretaries. Oh. It'd be funnier if it was like the cast of America's Got Talent. Yeah, we can do that too. And they, they're they not nice about it. Yeah. They're just like, this is terrible. All to all of them. <laughs> so like, this doesn't mean bunch, anything It's just to a me. bunch of Simons from yeah. American Idol. It's all just Simon. It's, it's just Simon Cowell. <laughs> But no, it's three of him. Yeah, there's no audience. It's just three Simon Kyle clones. <laughs> and that's really what the show is about. And none of them are the real ones. So they're all kind of bitter about being alive. Okay, yeah. It's, it's just never addressed three, in the show. Three Simon Kyle lookalikes <laughs> that we hired to do this. 
I'm receiving a call from a food truck right now that I don't want to pick up. That doesn't seem right. Are you supposed to get just calls from food trucks? I mean, they have my phone number. Hmm. We'll repeat customer then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we're stopping by. <laughs> I wish more food trucks worked the way the ice cream truck does. Yeah. What's with that? Probably health code, huh? Um, probably just money. Also, you probably I don't can't think... use a fryer while you're moving the car, huh? I'm not sure, but I imagine it has more to do with the quality of strategy for people that decide to buy an ice cream truck and people that decide to start a food truck. That's true. Like, I think you and I could buy an ice cream truck. Podcast idea. We Ooh. buy an ice cream truck <laughs> and we just do an, do a diary every day. An yeah. audio diary of what we did, how, like what our plan is. It's our, we do a blog and a podcast and it's us buying an ice cream truck and doing the dang thing. Living the American dream out of <laughs> the it. The true American dream. The true yeah. American dream. Dude, oh, we're going to go real deep in the ice cream trucks right now. Yep. Do they work for a company or? I don't. Th- how does that work? Think like, so. do, I think does they it, just buy ice does cream. somebody just buy an ice cream? should. I feel I like think, you should have to have a license. A I special ice cream truck license. They're all wrapped. That's true. I mean, maybe you need, like, a license to, like, drive slow and play music out of your car and, like... Well, you don't do, need a license like, take, to do that. Take <laughs> money from a license, like... Yeah, I guess that's true. But, like, <laughs> to, like, take money from people and give them food on the street, like, you need some kind of permit for that. I hope. Unregulated ice cream trucks are plaguing America. That'd be pretty fun, though. Yeah. No what? one's ever mad there. Probably. I, I doubt it. I mean, I think you're wrong is what I'm saying. Oh, pro- I, mean, I don't think it's a good existence. I, I think I've seen an ice cream truck once. What? Yeah, we didn't really have them in my area oh. growing up. We had them all the time. The best day of my life was two years ago when I was at a house show and the ice cream truck came by and I got ice cream and ate ice cream at a house show. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a really good day. I bet. Best choco taco of my life. <laughs> What would be your uh, what would be your ice cream picks, and why? Like, St- like from a sound business strategy example. Okay. Well, you have to have like that gross Superman one because that's the one cowards get. Is there's it, a lot of cowards. Is are we talking about the gumball eye ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. But they're always in the shape of characters you want. Yeah, or like there's a lot of them that are SpongeBob. Yeah. I think Pikachu was I had a Sonic one. Oh, yeah, Sonic was definitely one. We have to have that. Um, I know that I and my friends, the one time that I did get the ice cream truck when I was at someone else's house, those cookie sandwich ice creams. Those are good. That had the chocolate chips in the, like around the edge of the cookie. Like the little chocolate chips. Yeah. Those, those were, good. were good. And they were more expensive. So I know you wouldn't have to stock that many of them. It's probably not a lot of kids' first choice. And parents will say no. But you'll make some, some nice side cash on those. I... What you're listening to is my cat playing with a bouncy ball right now. A whole podcast, pretty much. Yeah. Good, pod- <laughs> good podcast. We interview our pets. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and it's just that video of the cat yelling into the karaoke microphone (laughs) (laughs) yes 
this has to be published in the next three days or that'll cycle out. Yeah. <laughs> we really dated this one. <laughs> Remember dabbing? <laughs> um, I think I used to like decide at the truck what I wanted, mm. but now I know the answer is just Choco Taco. It isn't what I ever used to get, but it's just the best thing. Yeah. As a, as a grown adult, you can look at that objectively and say, yes, yeah. chocolate dog. You're not a slave to the whimsy of childhood anymore. So uh, I have a podcast idea mm-hmm. that involves an activity. Okay. So what I need you to do is pull out your phone. All right. I've got my phone here. Okay. Open a text message to me. All right. It is open. Pull up your keyboard. It's up. Predictive text. Just keep keep going. Oh wait, I do have that on. I'm sorry. I was okay, so type else. our our podcast about. Okay. And then just predictive text, and you can decide when to stop. Our podcast about. Should I read them as I go? No, I just I... do it when you're done. Okay. Oh wow! Predictive text. You can't go back. <laughs> okay. The one that I got is our podcast about the dark sacrament of buying this TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's our topic for the episode. I don't know what I was talking about. The dark sacrament. Weird, but okay. So I think first I need sacrament defined. It's like a... It's kind of like a ritual or maybe a smart thing to do is look it up so I don't get it wrong as well. No, that sounds I, about I'm pretty sure it's right. like a, like sort of a religious thing. Our dark sacrament about buying a TV. Yeah, a religious ceremony. It's regarded as imparting divine grace, such as baptism. Okay, so, so dark, dark baptism ones. of buying TV. Yeah, okay. Here's mine. Mm-hmm. I bought my most recent TV with cash, Mm -hmm. and I know I counted it right, and the cashier told me that I was one $20 bill short, and rather than confront it, I just gave her another $20 bill. Oh, boy. (laughs) That is, because that in, in that single action, Nick, encompasses, I think, a problem so many people our age have. Yep. Where it's... I would, I would rather do anything than confront, like, cause confrontation. Oh, yeah. Especially with someone at their job. Yeah. Like, because you know that that person has already had three people that work with them that day that's already messed their day up. Yeah. No matter what, even if they're the person doing all the mess-ups, there's still three other people messing up their stuff. But even going into that, you went out of your way to make that transaction as easy as you possibly could. You paid with cash, you counted it out all beforehand, and it's still, like, you were bridging the gap of adulthood. Yeah. Like buying a TV is a really an adult thing. Yeah. And that person kind of took it from you a little <laughs> I, bit. I do not make large purchases in cash anymore. Yeah. <laughs> $20 is not, like, just, I mean, I guess because of that, like, isn't, like, that's not a small amount of money for me, but, like... I think the value of not having to confront that was very large. So it was, was it worth, worth $20? It, yes, because okay. I did it. You know, I, I see 
us moving forward in that kind of business model of <laughs> I just don't want to confront this, so I'll just pay a little bit extra money. I think it started in toll roads. You know, yeah. I want to use the good highway <laughs> that's paved well. <laughs> I'll pay an extra dollar to drive to Cleveland. Doesn't matter. I want to pay my rent online. Here's a dollar, so I don't have to go to yeah. the mail and yes. buy a stamp. Absolutely. Oh, the other uh, dark dark sacrament of buying a TV is carrying a new TV anywhere. Yeah, I. So I also recently bought a new TV. I bought an Amazon Fire TV off of Amazon. So I had it shipped to my apartment. That's half the battle. You didn't have to carry it to your car. Yeah. Or in from your car. No, it was there. I had to carry it up three flights of stairs. Yeah. But doing that took me probably about half an hour. Really? Well, because the way that they put it in the room where my mail goes. Oh, it was it a was logistics like issue. slightly Not too... A- not a Long issue. for me to shimmy it where I could get the door open enough to move it. Got it. It was a whole thing. That sounds very good. Yeah. So I think that was probably about the price and shipping I paid. Yeah. I got a mattress shipped to my house so I didn't have to go into a store. And I bought it not knowing if I would like it or not so that I didn't have to talk to a person. So I bought a mattress from a person. And I honestly don't know if I could have told if i didn't like the mattress or not yeah that's kind of because i I went and laid on it in my jeans and shirt and shoes that's not how you sleep no that's how i sleep i i don't use my mattress for sleeping oh i sleep i hang from the ceiling of my closet like a bat oh what do you use your mattress for um i just just to keep up appearances people think (laughs) you're right weird if they walk into an apartment with no bed you're one of those minimalists. Yeah. Actually, in my mattress research, I did come across a movement where people are sleeping on the floor. Is it? Is there a reason, or is it just because? Uh, there's a big crossover with, like, minimalism, mm. but also in, like, using your space effectively and us not really needing mattresses. Okay. So they just decided to start sleeping on the floor. Hmm. I don't know. We really did run out of things to counterculture, huh? Yep. We had the wars. That's when it started. We need a new war. <laughs> We've got one already. It's just too long. Nobody's excited <laughs> We're about it. We're bored about it now. Yeah. It stopped bringing us together. It did. It did. All, All right. right. I will give you my predictive text. Yes. <laughs> This is going somewhere good. All right. Our podcast about it is that you don't know how to get to the airport (laughs) and the end to the gym and everything has been going well. (laughs) Oh, man. You don't know how to get to the airport. (laughs) So at the end of the day, go to the gym. And everything's well. Everything's well. It's a meathead podcast. We got another one, folks. Yeah, and we got an- another one of our many good riffs on working out that we do on this show. <laughs> All of those liftings that I see other people do. Um, it could be kind of like a pod. It's like a travel podcast, but where you live. You know, so you, I tried to get to the airport 
and I messed up, but here's a gem I found so on the it's, way. So it's like a SpongeBob plankton situation where every day you try to go to the airport and every day something happens. Exactly. So you end up doing your routine. You just go back to the gym. Maui can wait. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, because you could, I mean, it have a really specialized audience, but like, here's this neat breakfast diner I found while I was lost trying to get to the Akron <laughs> Canton Import this time. Have you experienced any social norm crimes lately? Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, speaking of the gym, the last time I went to... I, I switched gyms recently, and the last time I went to the one I switched from, I watched a man take his shoes off before using the treadmill. <laughs> huh. And he ran his socks. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't stick around to ask. But, like, they weren't, like, workout socks. He had, like, heavy wool socks on. Huh. And, I mean, it, was, it wasn't hot out. Maybe it wasn't he was cold. just getting ready for if he has to flee his home. Yeah, he's probably something. he's probably smart. He's a doomsday prepper. He sees how things are going. He's yeah. like, maybe I will have to run without shoes <laughs> like really far. <laughs> the only one that I can I'm sure I've come across many, but the only one that I can remember that happened recently was my bassist told me that she answered the door to get take out food in a bathrobe oh boy. i feel like you can't like if someone's coming to your house you like have to like it doesn't matter like i know the convenience is sure not leaving your home but you have to act like you still have company coming over yeah i get that and especially like the robe invites so many problems you know, the sleeves are always too long. What do you put? You keep I, getting in the way. I recently got slippers and I'm psyched on them, but I think I don't. I think having a robe says something about you as a human being that I'm not ready to be yet. Okay, I get that. Do you have a robe? I do have a robe. It was a gift. And what I'll say about it is, when the robe comes on, when I put it on, I'm done for the rest of the day, no matter what happens. So. Yeah. I couldn't imagine, like, putting a robe on and then eating a meal after. Yeah. Because I'm done. The day's over. I just, I can't, like, I think I'm a bad example for this. And it bothers me so much because I'm the type of person that if I'm not showering or sleeping, I want to have jeans on. Yeah, me too. I don't, I just hang out in jeans. And like, I, know I, I want people... to, I want to look presentable for myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good self-care tip. Look presentable for yourself. <laughs> yeah, look presentable for no one else. Yourself. Yeah. I also, I don't like hanging out in my pajamas either. I don't have pajamas. Like, I have clothes that I can put on in case I, like, have to answer the door or something. If, if someone does a social crime to me and knocks on my door. Uh, yep. Then, then I have pants I can put on quick that are comfortable. Yeah, but we like, should spec. We live in apartment buildings. Don't knock on anyone's door. Never. You should never do it. And I want to meet my neighbors. Don't get me wrong. I 
but not at home. I want to meet him. I want to meet him out out there. I want him to be like, oh, coincidentally, there has to be no roof. Yeah, there can't be a roof. The laundry room is okay. See, but even still, my underwear are there, and you you can see them. I I do laundry at my parents' house, so I don't have to Ah. go into any public spaces in my apartment building. I think that the the shared public apartment laundry room is kind of the last bastion of unwritten rules in like our culture. Sure, because there are things you just don't do, and everybody knows them. And people actually, here's a good social crime. Someone has been washing artichokes in my public washing machines. Wait, what? Or maybe they're not artichokes. I'm not sure. It's some kind of large leafy vegetable. In like a in my in the in the washing machine. I don't understand. Okay, they've got a big leafy vegetable. Yeah. And they put it in the washing machine and turn it on. Why? I, I don't know. I I I've been finding this foul plant matter for months. <laughs> and I cool. recently saw on the, uh, on the internet somewhere someone talking about this practice being a thing that people do no no but why? not in public ones why I, do people do it it's apparently i don't remember exactly what the what the leafy vegetable is but it's very resilient and it's hard to wash so the idea would be you just put it in the washing machine for like a minute and it's fine oh my god but like it, it leaves stuff in it we have to start over <laughs> yeah like, we have to. Sometimes they'll clean it on the floor as well and just leave a lump of stuff, like, by the drain in the floor. I don't I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, the last one that I have, and then uh, maybe you can give me some more. Sure. I thought about this one today. You tell me something that happened or something you're excited about, mm-hmm. and then I tell you why it's bad. Okay. Are we doing this right now? Sure. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm excited. Okay. Um, I've been I've been kind of I'm not really a politics person. I think sometimes politics are pretty bad, but I've been watching this kind of Green New Deal kind of thing a little bit. I'm excited for that because maybe the air won't turn to poison and all the water dries up. Yeah. it's for the animals nick i don't really care about people i think we've done enough uh okay so here is my take on it and Mm. this has actually brought me a lot of peace lately okay once we ruin the world enough that humans don't exist there anymore it will take the world like 50 years to get back to like perfect pristine normal is that true Probably. Okay. <laughs> I don't... Th- I mean, it's either that or something will evolve to start eating plastic. Yeah. I've eaten plastic before. <laughs> it started. <laughs> I'm the new proto-man. Give upon me your discarded bottles. I like that idea because it's good for tempered expectations. Yeah. It, and, and it gives us... Uh, you know, build some really lovable characters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you mean? So, like, if you're always excited about something, then that puts certain, like, personifications and traits 
on you as a character of the show. Okay. And the opposite for me. Yeah, like a real... Like, I would be the relatable one that everyone tweets about, Mm -hmm. and you would be the one that has, like, an action figure. Yeah, okay. I understand. I would be sort of a... If you could be either an action figure or a meme, which would you choose? An action figure or a meme. (sighs) I think action figure. And the reason why is that it's kind of one of my life goals to be immortalized in every form of art. (laughs) (laughs) And I think action figure is going to be a tough one. Meme anybody. Robbie was a meme for a minute. You know, it's not hard. Yeah. What about you? I think I would for sure pick meme. Yeah. And it's the same kind of, I don't know if we've talked about this question, but the question of could, if you could go to the moon and come back or go to Mars, but still tweet, which would you pick? (laughs) We have not talked about this. (laughs) Oh boy. But I would prefer to do something grandiose that is over very quickly that no one has done before. Yeah. I think a a meme makes a larger cultural impact for a very, very short period of time. Yeah, that's true. And I would rather do that than be an action figure. So would you want your meme to be... It doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I get that. What do you think... I like this idea of tweeting from Mars. Because there's probably... Like, if you sent me to Mars right now, there's about five minutes of tweet time before I die alone on Mars. Yeah. I, I, there's no way that I won't... <laughs> I won't make it. I won't even <laughs> last until my oxygen probably runs out. Because I'll, I'll get bored with it. Just I'm not, immediately ruin yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to be able to really see anything beyond what I can see when I land, probably. But, like, I would like to know if it tastes different up there. <laughs> and you'd be the first one. I would. Yeah. I'd be the f- first corpse as well, which is... Curiosity immediately Earth. kills you. Oh, yeah. You I would, see the robot colony that Curiosity is building and <laughs> Building in secret you. behind it as it goes. Nobody <laughs> can sell. <laughs> yeah, I would pick... Because people, like, not many people have been to the moon before. Mm-hmm. But people have been to the moon before. Yeah. And most of them have come back. Yeah, and they can still tweet about it. Yeah. So they're still alive. But I'd be the first one on Mars. Yeah. Do you know... I really just want an audience. I understand. And you'd have one built in right there. <laughs> Do you know that the Curiosity sings itself happy birthday? No. Yeah. Well, how? It like has a little speaker in it. And it plays happy birthday on the day it was... I don't know if it's the day it landed or the day it was built. Wow. Programmers are some weird dudes. (laughs) Aren't they? And gals. Yeah. And everyone in between. Yeah. All right. You want another podcast idea? Yep. This one's called... Can I just walk in? (laughs) (laughs) This is a podcast where the, the podcast hosts see where they can social engineer their way into. Oh, that's a good one. Like the the rule that if you just act with confidence, no one questions you. Yeah. 
And I know that you can push that. Like, it can't I, be... You can get all sorts of places, probably, with just a clipboard and a polo. Yeah. I have done this before, but only in situations where I need to get something done, and I feel like I should have the authority to do it. Yeah. I'm worried that my anxiety would keep me from... Like, I want to say, like, yeah, let's do this, and I'll do this with you, but I'm worried my anxiety would definitely not let me do that. It's definitely a hard... I think it's a hard thing to start doing, but I think once you get the taste for it... You get... You just go massive power. Yeah, I think it's like sharks and human blood. Like, I think once you, like, walk to the back of Taco Bell and put your hand on the the meat sink and walk back like you're (laughs) like you as a person are new yeah you are a whole different person on the inside maybe that's what i need maybe what where would be the first place you went the first place i i would go somewhere that i could there's not a lot of risk associated with like i'm not gonna get in enough trouble to get like the police called on me or anything if i would just wander back in somewhere so i'm thinking like you know, the back of a restaurant. Like, maybe... Like, I might try to go to a fancy sit-down restaurant and dress up like a waiter. (laughs) And just walk back real quick. Maybe say something to a chef and then head back. Yeah. Or, like, Target is another one I think you could do. I, I would actually do Target for sure. You just put on a red shirt. Because they don't even have like a standard uniform. No, they form. just, it's just a red. red shirt and a khakis. And if you buy a clipboard, you could buy a Target clipboard, I bet. Try and fire somebody. Ooh. That'd be fun. <laughs> fire have the you, person who tries to get you caught. Have you heard the audio recording of a guy that calls into Target and says... And asks if he <laughs> cannot come into work today. <laughs> no. He did, so he calls Target and he says, It's really nice out and I'm just not gonna come into work today. <laughs> and then the supervisor gets upset with him and he just keeps talking about how it's nice out and he's not gonna go into work. But he doesn't work there. Right. And the supervisor just gets really upset and tries to fire him. I, a friend and I did invent a fake Arby's employee, <laughs> which we would leave incredibly positive reviews about through their... Oh, through their, like, survey thing? Yes. That's good. Her name was Jacqueline. I think that she worked... I don't remember which store she worked at. But she was incredibly good at being at Arby's. <laughs> I think... Okay, so there's, there's two that I would do. Mm-hmm. The first one would be... I would go into the back of the first place that I heard with loudspeakers and turn the volume down. Okay. <laughs> the second would be I would go to our local coffee shop, Nervous Dog, Mm -hmm. and I would just start serving coffee. Here's a fun thing. If you get on Mm change.org and you search let Nick work one day a week at Nervous Dog, there's a petition that has somewhere around like 70 signatures right now. (laughs) So if anyone could 
that hasn't already could hop on there and sign that for me, it would be a huge help. Thank you. That would be good. I do have a old Taco Bell uniform. That's pretty good. I, I got some it... Wendy's uniforms. Oh, that's pretty good. I, the Taco Bell one I found at Goodwill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not mine. But there's there's something with that. I'm trying to think of what my end game with, with this would be. That's kind of... Maybe just knowing how little rules there actually are. Like, knowing how thin the layer is that's holding our society oh, yeah. in place. You know where I think I'd try to go? I think I would try to go to the NASA control room. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. I would probably be content with, like, the zoo. Like, seeing some animals. I would be animals. afraid of the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what they got back there? They're yeah. only showing us the normal stuff. <laughs> it's all panthers back there. You think there are parts of the behind stage zoo where, like, one time a tiger got out and they just didn't know what to do, so it's just still there? Uh... Like, we don't go in this hallway. <laughs> because there's a tiger in it, and he's been there for, like, three years. We just feed him. We can't get him out. He's too entrenched. Oh, no. Do we have any other submissions? Yeah, we do. This is also from Sad Folk Songs, who sent us a whole bunch of them in October. (laughs) Uh, We tried our best. We did try our best, but now we're back doing our best. Maybe that's it. We rebrand. Do their best. I don't know that I'm ready to commit to doing. (laughs) Hey, this is off topic, but. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I know it's February. Yeah. What are they? I went every year. Last year is No Guilt 2018. This is Pool Party 2019. Right. Of course, Pool Party. I have one as well. Okay, what is it? I'm gonna... This is the year of Evil Jeff. Huh. I'm gonna be evil this year, and I haven't really decided what that means, but I've decided that I need something to crawl back up from. I see. Like, you need to prestige. Yeah. Like, I need to just do some bad stuff this year. You should just join a new church. Uh, that's fair, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's not fun. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do fun stuff. Be a Scientologist. Ooh, those are that's a scary... Hey, that's a fun one. Can I just walk in? <laughs> I'm, I'm OC5 now, or, or whatever it is. Okay. From Sad Folk Songs. Are You My Nana? A weekly podcast where you eat lunch with old people at Applebee's or Ponderosa Buffet and listen to stories about the good old days. And <laughs> I, I picture that one as you sitting down with someone already in that restaurant uh-huh. and just, it's go time. <laughs> like that guy that interviews people on Subway. I would just, I would sit down, because there's always some. Yeah. It's like how there's always those five old working men at mcdonald's at 8 a.m yeah it's the i think it's the routine that holds their lives together you know yeah but what what was it like you know back in the good old days (laughs) did the air taste different i bet a little yeah what do you think the best restaurant to do that at would be i think maybe golden corral oh i was gonna say cracker barrel Crackle Barrel Barrel is pretty good too. I forget about Cracker Barrel. 
It's hard for me to say. <laughs> this is with the Golden Corral. The idea is excess. Like, the food's not that great at it. But you can yeah. have a lot of it. Yeah. So, like, I want to know what that kind of person late in their life was like early on. They probably didn't have a lot of it. Yeah. There's stories there. <laughs> That's also probably how you find tra- time travelers. At Golden Corral? No, just any restaurant, really. But, like, if I, if I got stranded in the past, I think that a restaurant was be the only place I can feel safe. I don't know. You don't really have to blend in in the restaurant. People kind of just mind their own business. Yeah. I that's where I find myself trying not to stare the most in my life. Oh. Is if I'm like at a restaurant and there's someone alone, I want to watch them. But you're not allowed. Yeah. Cuz you're not allowed to just watch people. Yeah. And I That's true. Do watch people. You People could just go to an airport. There's no rules I can't find there. the airport. I just end up <laughs> at the gym every time. <laughs> well, do you have any any final ones for us? Or should we reel it in? There was one that I wrote down in October that I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time on, but I think is maybe a good service. Okay. Teen loiter zones. How to identify and avoid as an adult. Teen loiter zones yeah how to identify a void and avoid and oh yeah so like avoid i know places where kids hang out yeah like in public like yeah okay so behind the pnc on manchester road yeah yeah next to that circle okay mm-hmm. in front of the pizza shop down the street in highland square there's yep. always some teens out there yep and like these are the ones i know because i've seen them but taco like, bells all taco bells yeah the movie theater. Yeah. That's the chart I want. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Charting teen loiter zones. We could graph it by location and by age. Yeah, like type of location by age. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you feel like you can deal with some unruly 17-year-olds, like I would want to know where I can go just to have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, if you have podcast ideas, you can tweet them at NJ Try Their Best. And maybe at some point in our lives, we'll get around to it. Next week. Next week. (laughs) Whenever that is. Yep.